Welcome back to another episode of the Summer of Psych. Today, I'm going to be talking about internet gaming disorder. It should be noted that all of these episodes are designed to be a general overview of the condition that's focused on in the episode. There are a variety of different levels of these conditions as well as different subcategories. The things I talk about are simply what is most common in people with these conditions. Everything I say is from reliable, accredited sources. Due to the ever-evolving state of psychiatry and treatment of mental conditions, I will not be looking into current or possible treatments. With estimates that around two-thirds of American households have at least one person who plays video games, and roughly 160 million adults playing internet-based games, along with the very entertaining and competitive nature of many of these games, the DSM-5 has categorized the possibility of excessive gaming causing quote-unquote significant impairment or distress as a psychiatric condition. Internet gaming disorder is classified in the DSM-5 as a substance-related addictive disorder. However, it should be noted that current research isn't completely sure if internet gaming disorder is a unique psychiatric condition or not. Symptoms of internet gaming disorder proposed by the DSM-5 include a preoccupation with gaming, withdrawal symptoms when gaming is not possible or taken away, such as sadness, anxiety, or irritability, a building level of tolerance or needing to spend continuously more time gaming to satisfy the urge, and an inability to reduce playing time or having had unsuccessful attempts to quit. People with internet gaming disorder might also use gaming to relieve moods such as those of guilt or hopelessness. Individuals with internet gaming disorder might also give up other activities in favor of gaming or lose interest in activities that they used to enjoy, deceive family members or others about how long they actually spend gaming, risk, jeopardize, or even lose their job or relationships because of excessive gaming, and oftentimes, despite all these issues, people with internet gaming disorder will continue to game. Now, despite it being called internet gaming disorder, this condition can be diagnosed even if the games are not via the internet, and no matter what device it might be on. Once again, it's important to recognize that this condition is actively being researched on whether it deserves to be its own condition or not. All of my research for this episode was from the American Psychiatric Association. No statement, phrase, or episode in the series or any episodes of this podcast are intended to treat, diagnose, cure, prevent, or otherwise change your mind or body in any form or manner. This podcast, and this series especially, is meant purely for educational purposes for the common person. Please do not rely on any of the information I share in this podcast in any way for your medical treatment. If you feel like you may have a condition mentioned or not mentioned in my podcast, do not come to me. Instead, immediately go to a trusted psychologist, therapist, counselor, or other reliable source of information and help for further guidance. Never disregard professional, psychological, or medical advice, nor delay in seeking professional advice or treatment because of something that you have heard or read from this podcast.